0: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.
1: From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick.
2: And I'm Melissa Mason.
1: And on today's show, news broke over the weekend that Emily Ratajkowski, the woman whose body has launched a thousand think pieces, (laughs) has been cheated on, allegedly. Mm. So we're going to get a little into that, but more so than the cheating rumours, we're really blown away by the reaction and what it kind of says about society. So we're going to get into all of that, but first, the entertainment news headlines of the day.
0: I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines.
2: Well, in disturbing news today, Ricky Martin has been accused of domestic violence and incest by his 21-year-old nephew, Dennis Yadiel Sanchez. Dennis filed a restraining order through the court system in Puerto Rico and alleges that he and Ricky had a seven-month relationship that ended two months ago. According to news outlet El Vocero, the order stated that during that time he was exercising physical and psychological attacks on him and that Ricky would not accept the split and would loiter near Dennis's house. Ricky has denied all allegations with a legal representative saying in a statement, unfortunately, the person who has made this claim is struggling with deep mental health challenges. Ricky Martin has, of course, never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. Ricky took to Instagram to post his own statement, saying, The protection order entered against me is based on completely false allegations, so I will respond through the judicial process with the facts and the dignity that characterise me. According to TMZ, the court date is scheduled for July 21. Look in much nicer news. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are officially married. Almost 20 years after they first became a couple, the lovebirds have tied the knot in Las Vegas at a drive-through wedding chapel, which seems totally unjalo to me. But I also love this for them so much, Laura. Jen actually used her newsletter to announce the marriage, saying that they stood in line with four other couples to get their marriage license. Can you imagine being one of the other couples that's just like, I'm just rocking up? Yeah,
1: you're just rocking up to get married. You've been in the line for hours. Then you turn around
2: and the people behind you are Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, and maybe like having like a little tiff with your partner about like, you drove too slow and now we're here late or whatever. And you just turn around and there's just JLo and Ben behind you, just, you know, minding their own business, listening to your fight. Anyway, they barely made it to the chapel before midnight and she went on to say, and I'm just obsessed with this quote, stick around long enough and maybe you'll find the best moment of your life in a drive-thru in Las Vegas at 12.30 in the morning in the Tunnel of Love drive-thru with your kids and the one you'll spend forever with. Oh. Okay, not to be cynical, because, you know, I do find this <laughs> no, news very for cute. Me.
1: But <laughs> I can just feel like Jennifer Lopez, she loves to put in a show and build mythology yes. around everything. So I just feel like when the idea of a Vegas wedding was floated, she wasn't super into it. But then in her mind, this line came to her <laughs> of how she would kind of package it up. She wrote her newsletter
2: before exactly. she approved I the actually, last Vegas like, I'm
1: sure she thinks Ben Affleck is fine and nice and everything. But <laughs> I, I almost think <laughs> that this whole engagement wedding romance thing has just been a very elaborate way for her to make her newsletter happen, make on the J-Lo <laughs> happen. Drunk. Who was talking about this newsletter, which she says is her most important like career thing at the moment, who was talking about this before she kept dropping little wedding engagement yeah. hints in it? That's I what I'm saying. I have to say
2: I signed up today. <laughs> you and everyone else I, in the world. I, I am the problem. I signed up today because I wanted to get this newsletter and just a note for anyone listening who's thinking about it, you don't get the past newsletter. This is in the abyss. I can't read it. Oh, right. So now she's got your data and you have nothing to show for <laughs> I know. it. And now I have to just deal with j in my inbox, God knows how many times a week for no reason. But I just like this idea of two people that kind of had bad timing. It's not about the ex thing, right? Because I know a lot of people when they first got engaged were like, oh my gosh, this is not a message to go get back with your ex. And I agree. It's not. If your ex was bad, leave them in the past, right? Yeah. But what I like about this is to me, it looks like Two people, bad timing, lived totally separate lives, like fully had completely different lives, had kids, everything, and then came back together at a just totally different life stage and are making it work now. It's like, oh, now we make sense. Before, there was other stuff going on. We just didn't make sense. We had a lot of growing to do. And it doesn't – I don't think it negates – anything that, you know, their previous relationships with Jennifer Garner, obviously, and Mark Anthony and how many other people. (laughs) JLo had a lot of romances. She's really lived, guys. I love it. Yeah, she has lived a life. She loves hard, I feel. But, you know, it doesn't minimise those. It's just the beautiful tapestry of life. Oh, that's a lovely way to put it. You should write for on the (laughs) (laughs) JLo. But look, we need to talk about one thing, okay? And one thing only, the dress. So in the newsletter, we copped a few pictures of the dress, but only like little snippets. So you can kind of see the top half of one. Well, there's two dresses, actually, I have to clarify. So there is one dress that is from the chapel, right? Yes. And that dress, we only really get a segment of it. It's sort of like the bust and the shoulders. And it's an off the shoulder number. It's lacy on the the shoulders, and she specifically said the dress was from an old movie, and now all I care about is what movie this dress is from. I know,
0: I cannot find
1: that anywhere. So does she mean one of her old movies, which I don't think so because I went back through the archive quickly, can't see that. Yeah. Or is it her wedding dress from The Wedding Planner, which was two on the nose. Like, well, it's not
2: that. No, but this is the thing mm. I thought maybe it was. Yeah. Because, you know, how she gets married, it's that first wedding. To the guy beautiful who, played, man. who
1: played Alex in um, yes. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Stunning,
2: stunning. And, like, sometimes I'm like, you guys would have been better than Matthew McConaughey, but whatever, oh, that's another conversation for another episode. (laughs) Look, that dress is off the shoulder Mm. and does look a little bit like it has the same neckline. This is how deep I went into it, guys. But it's more of a solid satin. And the one that she wears at the wedding to Ben is lacy. So either she altered it or it's not the same dress. There is another dress, though. Yes. So (laughs) there's a movie that no one has seen. Called El Cantante. Oh, okay. <laughs> from I think two that it it's either 2007 or 2017, either or not sure. I'm not going to go watch it, but there was a picture of her in a dress from there, and it's more high necked, but it has a similar lace style to the one that she wore for the wedding. So that also maybe she altered. I don't know, but I need to know. But there is a second dress that she provides a full length look at and does a little twirl. I think that's what she would have worn to go and sign the license. Yes, yes. But yeah. Anyway, we don't know if anyone else can figure it out. Please tell yeah, us. Yeah,
1: I feel like it's more likely that she hasn't got some old dress that she wore from one scene in a movie lying around her house and more so that it's like a classic from like an old vintage movie that she bought in an auction Uh, and was saved. That's why actually when she says an old movie, I'm not sure if she means one of her old movies. uh, Yeah, like something let's say Grace Kelly wore or something. Yeah, I think she's done a bit of a Kim Kardashian like gone back and like purchased a dress from Marilyn's
2: estate or something
1: like that and that'll be the next
2: newsletter will be the origin of the dress. Please, let's not have the new J-Lo is obsessed with Marilyn era. I can't. (laughs) Well,
1: not even just from her, but I think some famous movie dress that's been sold in an estate or something. I feel like that's more the vibe.
2: Well, look, guys, if you have a theory, please come and tell us in The Spill Facebook group. You can find it on, obviously, Facebook by typing in The Spill.
0: Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamma and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. When I say the word wellbeing, what do you hear? Incense, tree of life, meditation, yoga, some kind of healthy thing that connects you with your thoughts and feelings. Gwyneth. Patro.
2: I instantly think of like an acai bowl with goji berries and nuts and coconut flakes on it.
0: The world of wellbeing can be a confusing space, especially when you just want to know how to make your week just that little bit better, which is where I come in. My name is Alira Potter. I'm a manifestation and spiritual coach an intuitive reader, a meditation guide, and so much more. And I'm the host of Mamma Mia's podcast, Fill My Cup. Fill My Cup is not another talk fest, so don't stress about that. It's my job to deliver actual practical tools to make your week just that little bit better. Guided meditations that don't make you giggle or do, if that's what you need. Pep talks for those tricky moments when you need an instant confidence boost, like maybe before a hot date or the day you're about to ask your boss for a pay rise. It's practical tools that deliver two mood-boosting intervals in your week, exactly where you need them the most, on a Sunday evening and a Wednesday morning. Fill My Cup, brought to you by Wonderlust, harnessing nature's wisdom. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. So over the last
1: few days, one story has been dominating the celebrity news cycle, and that is centered on the fact that Emily Ratajkowski, so the model, actress, and author whose body has been endlessly discussed in so many think pieces, is planning to divorce her husband, Sebastian Bear McLeod, after he allegedly cheated on her. So just to be clear around what's actually happened, neither Emrata or Sebastian have commented on this Mm. or confirmed the news at all. And they've obviously, both of their representatives have been asked for comment, they're not Saying anything about it. There's also nothing yet in the court system to say that M. has officially filed for divorce. Yeah. However, it's pretty telling that yeah. this story has been bubbling away for three days or so
2: and is on every news site and she hasn't said anything. I was gonna say also, I feel like as an avid Demoir follower, I have seen this blind item posted so oh, many yeah. times over the last couple of months, like it was only a matter of time before it then hit the tabloid. So usually when that happens, I'm like, oh, I think it been is bubbling true. away. And and also she was spotted
1: this week without her wedding ring. So none of these things by themselves, yes. that it's more so all of them together. And so a source has confirmed to page six, and I say source loosely, but mm-hmm. you know, page six, they're pretty okay with reporting this kind of stuff. So they say they've talked to someone close to Ryder, who said, yeah, he cheated. He's a serial cheater. It's gross. He's a dog. He's so a dog so- is my
2: favorite criticism for <laughs> a man who is just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> You're a dog.
1: I know. It sounds so weird because most people love dogs, but when you put it in oh. that-
2: Sentence just not
1: cute because their relationship, well, obviously people care because Emrata is super famous and yes. people are very invested in her life. But I think her marriage and relationship in particular
2: have always yes. been there. Yes, there was a lot of headline. mythology around it. Yeah. It was like that wedding that was like two weeks after that they they yeah. had literally just been like, oh, we're together. And the next minute she's getting married in that gorgeous Zara yeah, suit. Yeah, an orange Zara that suit that sold out yeah. everywhere. And I wanted to get it and I couldn't find it. But yeah, it wasn't necessarily whirlwind, but it seemed whirlwind. I think that's why we've all been gripped. Yeah, exactly. I feel like she was very into low-key weddings before J-Lo and Ben kind of kicked <laughs> it off.
1: Um, so yeah, she they walked were only... so they could run. Yeah, exactly. So they were together a few weeks. They had this wedding that just looked, even though it was in a courthouse, looked so sexy. There was a whole big announcement when she said she was pregnant. Remember, she mm-hmm. was in a film for Vogue that was directed by Lena Dunham. Yeah, Like all the steps. Oh, i forgotten
2: about that. To announce
1: pregnancy. Yeah. And they, so they share a one-year-old son called Sylvester. I say son because in the Vogue piece, she said, we won't know our child's sexuality until they tell us, but since he was born, they do refer to him as he as or son. He. I so love that, though. That's fine. Her. I feel like once the baby came along, she forgot she'd said that, yep. fair enough. So, yeah, they've always kind of been in the spotlight a little bit, and he's always had this, like,
2: he's, a seediness. He looks so sus. I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes I hate that I have these weird straight-up judgments of people yeah. that I don't even know and I just see in images on the internet. But I've always just been like,
1: you look sus. I don't know much about him because he obviously is, like, he's one of those very nondescript oh, job, yeah. like a producer, blah blah blah, classic man job. Yeah, Hollywood. exactly, a kind of behind the scenes. But every time news items about him pop up, there's always something a little bit off, like the fact that he wasn't paying rent in this hugely expensive New York loft for years, and what? he was like, "I'm legally doing it." Like there were some squatters rules that he was abiding by, and everyone else was like, "That's for like struggling artists oh, living in this god, area." He did not do that, not for you, generational wealth man. Oh my god, and a rich like- man just uses squatters <laughs> rights. Get out of here. yeah. There's definitely there's a whole like i think there's a whole like new york times piece going into it but also i feel like M. Ryder like she's always said lovely things about him but like in her book and some of the essays she's written he wasn't very supportive when like her images were stolen or Mm. her body was being kind of used for profit by other men and there's like a really funny line in her writing because she's a great writer and she can be very funny sometimes where she's so angry at him when she's pregnant with sylvester and she's like i just hate that his sperm is in my body right now i can't get rid of him it's so unfair my god that is (laughs) savage So we obviously feel bad for her and we hope that if she's divorcing him, that kind of all goes smoothly. But what we really wanted to talk about was not whether that's true or not, Mm. more so the intense reaction to it because it wasn't just shock that the news had kind of been reported. People were shocked that it had been reported about Amrata and the overwhelming idea in all the pieces that were written about it, all the commentary and all the comments that are under every article about this online is how did someone as conventionally hot as
2: her get cheated on? I know. I hate it. was like this wild it.
1: reminder where everyone was like, but hot people do not get cheated on. If you yeah. look like Rada, you should have a past that gets you through a partner ever being unfaithful. And to me, that's a wild
2: assumption oh, to make. It is toxic on so many levels. So, like, I guess people would see Rada as, like, the top of the pyramid of hotness, right? right. So, you the pyramid of hotness, <laughs> She's well, right up the top here yeah. and I'm probably down here on that little big bit that in the food pyramid is like yeah. bread and grains. I like to think I'm like down the road. But that's okay. <laughs> you're like, oh, we you're can't like all be, I'm off the, I'm off the I'm pyramid. I'm not on the pyramid. Being on the pyramid sounds like a hard place to eat nowadays, <laughs> yes. so I'm okay with that. But she's like right up the top there, yeah. right? And so I think people assume that anyone that would be with her, like it's just this weird thing that we have about hot people where we just think, oh, they're so much better than everybody else. Therefore you know she couldn't possibly get cheated on by a man and i think what i hated the most about this is this is exactly what m rata would hate mm. happening because she has been so outspoken of i'm more than my body This body doesn't define me. I use it for my own purposes. Like, she's really tried to break out of this perception of just being a hot girl, and now we're all reducing her to the hot girl in this divorce. And that's really messed up. But then it is also, like you said, to go down that road of, oh, she's so attractive – no one could possibly want to break up with her, no one could possibly think they could do better than Emrata, is to then imply by default Mm. that anybody who gets cheated on is therefore at fault for not
1: being hot enough. Yes, has let themselves go or just couldn't measure up to another hot person. And also this idea that like, I guess in this case we're talking about men, but men, women, all people, just when they come across someone who's hotter than their partner have no choice but to be unfaithful to them. There's like a lot of kind of weird terminology going on here. And it's almost like a lot of people were kind of holding this thought in, but when the Emirata story came out, all of a sudden their true thoughts around this, like you're saying, this hierarchy of hotness came out. And it wasn't the fact that no one's saying like, I can't believe he cheated on her because they've been married for a long period of time. They seem so happy. They have a child together. Everyone put that aside. And they're like, we can understand him cheating on his wife and mother of his child,
2: but what we will not stand for is a hot person being cheated on. Yes, exactly. I hate this entire concept of like a woman having to remain hot to keep their partner and that's literally what we're almost kind of saying exactly and I think it's like a subconscious thing that we hold I don't think that anybody commenting on this intentionally meant to say oh you couldn't possibly cheat on a hot woman I think that we just hold this in our brain still from like generations of conditioning yeah, exactly. that we're supposed to as women stay in commas hot for our partners lest they run off with another woman.
1: If there's anything Hollywood has taught us, and look, they've taught us some horrible lessons that we should forget. But I think one good lesson that we can take away from them is that everyone gets cheated on. Because we're looking, you know, no matter ho- <laughs> it's a, how here's a good lesson it's a, I, all relationships. I are know. Doomed. It doesn't matter how like conventionally attractive yeah. you are, how rich and successful you are, you're gonna get cheated on. Like it's both a horrible <laughs> message and also yeah. a kind of like a Universal one because I put a little something in our doc saying other hot women who have been cheated on, just so I wasn't going to forget. <laughs> oh anyone. my God. But no, this is go so. Halle yeah. Berry learned from a tabloid that her so husband, hot. Eric Benet, was cheating on her. Hot. So you hot. You don't, you don't get hotter and smarter and funnier than Halle Berry. Exactly. Evil on Gloria. Famously Gorgeous. very smart, very hot. Just guys, I know we're not supposed to say this, but these people are all very conventionally attractive. Yeah. Found out her husband, Tony Parker, was having an affair. Sandra Bullock, who oh. I think we all hold up as like the a Hollywood golden girl, our best friend. Cool girl, conventionally beautiful, successful, all accounts very funny and lovely. Found out her husband was cheating on her oh. just after she thanked him on stage at the I Oscars. I know,
2: that devastated me. I hated and that story so much. And they were adopting a child together. I know, I know. Emma Ugh.
1: Thompson, funniest, smartest woman so around. funny and hot. hot. Kenneth Branigan, cheated on her. Ugh. Gwen Stefani, Gavin Rosdell, cheated on her. Yuck. I hate Beyonce. this. Beyonce. <laughs> I just yelled
2: Beyonce to give any context. <laughs> Beyonce. Who cheats on Beyonce? Exactly.
1: And that's also something that came out when Lemonade came out that yeah. so much like had referenced that affair. And as much as people like were very into the music and the spectacle of that album, the underlining thing was like, how does Beyonce get cheated on? Yeah,
2: but you know what? I will say this about, say, Beyonce and even Gwen Stefani and Emma Thompson. I think there's a little bit of a different who cheats on these women story here because mm. those are women that are so hugely successful clearly incredibly smart powerful and stuff and I think this is the thing that makes me sad with Emrata is that she is really smart she is really successful yeah. she actually is really powerful as well mm. but again we've just reduced her to a body and yeah. we're now the discourse around the Emrata breakup is how could you cheat on the hottest woman in the world Yeah, yeah. the discourse around Beyonce is how could you cheat on the most impressive woman in the world yeah, exactly. and like if that was what we'd applied to M I would be okay with it because it's yeah. like, yeah, how can you do better than this yeah. incredible woman you're who right. has like written an amazing book and like totally gone into bat and gotten all her photos back of herself and is really, you know, I don't like, I'm not obsessed with Emrata. I don't like yeah. everything that but she does. I know what you're saying. She's
1: more than a body. She's more she than shows a body. up at
2: protests and events and stuff. Like, she
1: does put her money when her mouth is when it comes t- yeah. to her activism. And you're right, with Beyonce, it was like, how can you cheat on the idea of Beyonce? Yeah. But with Emrata, it's just like, but she's hot.
2: Yeah, exactly. End of yeah. So
1: as much as we're like sorry for Emrata, I especially that it looks like this is going to be really in the public eye if she eventually does file mm. these divorce papers tmz is going to grab them straight away and splash them everywhere so i feel like she's in for a really difficult couple of months but on the flip side of that all anyone's going to be obsessing about is her body so i think it's a good lesson that no matter who you
2: are you can get cheated on Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye.